Hey, buddies. Hey, buddies. Buddies, really? <laughs> They're all buddies? They're all buddies. Okay. Hey, I don't know why I'm doing Pauly Shore from the 90s. <laughs> hey, buddy. Check it, buddy. It's the Weasel, episode 424. Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs> I opened for Pauly Shore at the University of Arizona in like 1990. Mm. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. He brings his own audience. He brings him. his own audience. It was the mm-hmm. height of the Weasel fame, and I right. opened for him. I opened for... Uh, Barry Sobel, mm-hmm. Paul Reiser, um, wow, yeah, um, Polly, and I am blanking on her name, but it's the woman, the actual comic that Elaine from Seinfeld was based on, Carol Liefer. Carol Liefer. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I became like the the guy at uh, on campus, and I got to open for all these huge name acts. Oh, that's awesome! In big in the big theaters, it was really mm-hmm. cool. It was Very cool. Warming up the crowd. Warming up the crowd, mm-hmm. getting them ready. But you, folks, you're listening to Comedy Film Nerds episode 424. You're a third of the way from 1273 to yeah, you'll 1272. Get, you'll get there. You'll get, <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. We, um, you know, we had a nice couple days off. We had a banked episode. Nice mm-hmm. fourth. Sat a um, little time on the beach. I, both of us. Oh, yeah. I you a, went to the beach. I went to the beach, uh, you know, but I bring a book and an umbrella. So, <laughs> you know, I enjoy the... Uh, the looking at the oceans it's relaxing and then i just kind of chill out and then you know the kids go in the water and i go and uh relax it was crazy it's been crazy hot here friday i went south to my to walker yule who's um uh a long friend and a surf buddy and it was a big swell hit so we were down uh in the san onofre state park and it was like awesome Mm -hmm. big pumping waves it was hot it was great was it like costa rica Oh man, it was so close to Costa Rica. <laughs> we kept saying, we kept going, Pura Vida, which is what they say down there. Pura Vida, mi amigo. That means go away, Americans. Yeah, it means <laughs> beat it, gringo. Yeah. That's what it means. <laughs> Nobody likes you. So we just we just we want to reinforce that with each other right. when we're surfing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was fun. And I went, yeah, I did a bunch of fun stuff. Oh, cool. The whole week. Mm-hmm. And so now... Um, That's time to talk about Ant-Man. <coughs> oh, yeah. Ant-Man. Well, first we'll introduce our guest. Let's Actually, inter- wait, wait. I, we're getting all out of order. See, a week off. I know. We don't know what I we're know, doing anymore. Uh, we've got some announcements, some things to uh, to announce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what announcements mean? So I yeah, don't know. I, <laughs> you know. I just want to make it clear what the word announcement means, not the actual announcements. I want to make that clear. No, we need to really get yeah. into clarify some definitions, yeah. folks. Yeah, it's like it's not a word you hear very often. So you may, <laughs> no, you may nobody not uses announcements. So uh, one of the things is our new Comedy Film Nerds logo t-shirts are now officially available for sale. They're in the store. They look awesome. They've got like a really cool uh, kind of Ramones vibe mm-hmm. to it. And we've got three different flavors for you to buy. We've got the regular, if you just want the t-shirt, you could buy that. You could buy a gift pack, which has the t-shirt, the uh, earbuds DVD, and the Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movies book. Like if you're a new fan and you want to collect everything. And discounted that. So, Ooh. you know, it's normally like 75 bucks. We have it on sale for 59 You get all three. Look at that. That sounds like you're, it sounds like you're getting one of those items for free at such a it discount. It does. It's like ridiculous. It is insane. Yeah. And what then, an announcement. Yeah, that is a, quite an announcement. Can you tell me again what announcement yeah, means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that you say and over-dramatize. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so that's the key element of, yeah. of announcement is yes. over-dramatizing it. <laughs> yes. Comedy film nerds gift pack. Yeah. And lastly, we have a uh, super secret uh, little t-shirt bonus mystery pack mm-hmm. where you buy the t-shirt and then for another 10 bucks, you get a, uh, a mystery t-shirt. Don't know what it is. Could be an earbuds, could be an old logo, could be a whistling bane. Who knows? Don't what know it what size be. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no idea. But for 10 bucks, come on. Yeah. yeah you're throw roll, 10 you're bucks. You're rolling the dice. Help us make some space in the garage and yes, you, get a, exactly. you get a thing that you know, could, could fit you or could be... You know, I'd like to announce that we'd like to get rid of some inventory. <laughs> <laughs> so That wasn't that dramatic, though. You didn't no, over-dramatize no, didn't. it per I, your I, definition, yes. Chris. I mean, I hate to split hairs. I have to work on my, uh, my execution of my definitions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this show is really all about. 
Well, thank God we had a week off. We I really, know. We really uh, came back primed and ready to go. <laughs> we got sharp <laughs> in that week off. <laughs> so the other announcement we have is uh, Comic-Con oh, is next week. Snap. Yeah, we'll be doing the uh, superhero kung fu movie extravaganza panel again with Rick Myers and Eric Jacobus. And that will be Thursday at 8 p.m. in room, I believe, 6A, but you could check the schedule. It's the we, we've, this is, I think, our fifth year now doing yeah, this. Yeah, Rick's been awesome. doing it probably 20, if yep. not 20 more. Neil be there too they'll be there too mm-hmm. it is so fun last year on the panel was like michael brisbing ufc fighter and mm-hmm. a bunch of people who worked on this action movie james lou has been on it fight mm-hmm. choreographer uh, for luke cage so you, uh, there's always like an amazing group of martial artists celebrities celebrity martial artists martial art film people like it's always we've met so that's how we know eric Yes. If you're mm-hmm. at Comic Con and you have a past, come to it. It's a blast, and For you sure. and we, we always learn because Rick's always showing us clips of some this movie and that movie. It's that that, and we, it's actually at a good time too. It doesn't like really interfere with any of the giant panels no. that you may want to see. It's like a nice Thursday eight o'clock prime slot. Yes, to hang out and watch some uh, action. Most stuff is movies. shut down. Mm-hmm. It's in a big hall, so it's on a big screen. And it, yep. So the the floor the is already closed. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time to come. And there's you know there's there's always a good turnout, but there's still plenty of seats. Yeah, you're not going to have to wait in line for the uh, yeah for for the show. You'll have. Uh, it's always a good crowd, but there's room. Yes. <laughs> great way to put it. What a yeah. great announcement. <laughs> it's Graham, it's always a great show, but there's room. <laughs> wow. Well, now I want to go. <laughs> yeah. The way you said room, it really... Overdramatized. It really did. I got taken, I got swept up into yeah. the theatrics of it. Um, let us introduce our guest, who will yes. also be down at Comic-Con. She mm-hmm. is a... A podcaster herself, she's been at PodFest a million times. We've both been on her show. She's always done her show, the Movies Made Me podcast, Mm -hmm. from the PodFest lab. Mm -hmm. And so she's gotten great interviews, and we've been talking about having her on the show. Cheryl Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, I'm here. I'm finally here. You did it. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited. You made it. This is such a fancy studio. I'm not accustomed to Yes, we don't Mm -hmm. have this in Orange County. Yeah. (laughs) There's no fancy studios down in the OC. Just a lot of Republicans. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> it's terrible. And so tell us a little bit about your podcast. My podcast, as you said, is called Movies Made Me, and we talk about the movies that influenced you to be who you are. Mm. So every guest comes on, talks about five movies that influenced them to be them, and then we go beyond movies because obviously that's not the only thing that made us who we are. And they talk about three other things, anything of their choice that made them them. So uh, it's a lot of repetition in the show, you, you, and them. How often anyway. does it drop? Uh, every other week. Mm-hmm. So I just dropped an episode this week, and then the one, I think, if I have my schedule right in my head, which I probably don't, uh, I believe the next episode features Mike Schmidt, who oh, everybody oh, knows from PodFest and, mm-hmm. and all that. We had a very long and exciting conversation. Mike did a long PodFest I know. Can you believe That's that? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> 40-year-old boys usually so, so, so yeah. quick. He kept talking? <laughs> I managed to bring it down to a reasonable length. I was very pleased with myself, so... You know, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, so we have fun. It's, you know, sometimes it gets pretty deep. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. And, uh, yeah, we just talk about the movies and then wherever that takes us. That's cool. And then, in the, so during uh, the week of Comic-Con, I was going to do this. You also are part of a really cool organization, AWOW. Yes. Which is a walk on water. It is, yes. I went to my first one a month ago, maybe, May. Some, yeah, I think it was, yeah, May 5th, Cinco May 5th. de Mayo. Yeah. Right. So tell everybody what that organization is. Okay, uh, a walk on water, it's a surf therapy nonprofit, and we take children with special needs and their siblings, which is what sort of separates us because a lot of surf therapy organizations only focus on the child with special needs. We also focus on the siblings, in fact, the whole family, and and uh, we have surfers who take them out on the boards, and they, they don't really necessarily teach them to surf, although a lot of the kids come back multiple times, mm-hmm. which, you know, the more they come back, the more the, the sort of wave therapy helps. Um, but so some of them who've come back have learned to surf on their own. We'll see the, you know, every once in a while, they'll get up on their own on a board, no instructor with them, and it's super exciting when that happens when they get to that point. But the whole point is just to get them out there in the waves, feel the sort of healing therapeutic effects that mm-hmm. the waves have. And there are a bunch of studies going on right now to prove why that happens and why it's good for people with special needs, people with PTSD, all kinds of, of 
uh, well, anybody, really. I imagine it would help me. I won't go out because I saw Jaws when I was a kid, but <laughs> and it, still, it still is a thing for me, uh, which is also what started the podcast. But... Uh, but you know, it really helps people and it's kind of amazing. You know, I just work on the beach. I work doing check-in, usually volunteer check-in, sometimes the family check-in and I can see how the kids behave when they come in, how tight they are, how kind of unwilling they are sometimes to go out and surf. But then we, the instructors are so patient and so good at working with kids. They'll take a kid out on the board, even if they're hitting biting whatever they're like it's cool we'll go out there you'll relax and they do and when i see the families leave at the end of the day we give the kid a trophy it's really cool we call them athletes that's what they're called the whole day there's no labels everyone's an athlete and when they leave they're happy they're smiling you know we've literally had nonverbal kids say their first word at an event yeah and Mm -hmm. it, it kind of you know that hits everybody. When I, I that mean, happens. It, it, you you've been like uh, trying to get me to come to one of these, and it was always like a schedule. One of them was like right near my house, and right. I was like, "Yeah, why did <laughs> we were right I was, there?" I was right. I surfed that break that you guys were at, um, but. I finally made the one in May, and I can tell you uh, on two levels, just from seeing it firsthand, what everything Cheryl's talking about is amazing. I was just volunteering, and I was putting t- helping kids get wetsuits on and off. Yeah. And I saw the kids who were like resistant putting the wetsuit on, and then when they came out of the water, were like, ah! Like right. you saw their face light up. And then just from firsthand experience, I can tell you everything you just said about surfing is absolutely true. Yeah. And even just you've, if you're going through a stressful thing in your life, the ocean, the riding the waves. There's there is nothing like it. I've played yeah. almost every sport. I've I've water skied. I've snowboarded. I've done all curling. This, curling, <laughs> sure, sure. That's I've done curling. Relaxing. Yep, I've done curling. <laughs> Curling's very relaxed. There's a lot of a lot of people <laughs> who like to brush ice. Where yeah. a, when a weight floats really helps who them. Who doesn't love yeah, that? Really, it's, it's the it's the positive ions. That was very popular here in California. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big curling community here in SoCal. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, I remember when I got into surfing because. Um, I'd always kind of wanted to do it, but I got back from my second Afghanistan comedy tour, and that one was the one that was pretty gnarly. Yeah, some of that stuff's in Af- Afghanistan where we got shot at. We saw, you know, kids getting in surgery and all this stuff, and yeah. I was just like, I was a little out of it, and probably had a little PTSD. And the the ocean was like, yeah. Well, even for me, just being at the beach for the day, hearing the sound of the waves, even that helps. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of amazing. And it's, you know, it's an organization where open, to, you can come volunteer with us. Uh, there's no special skills mm-hmm. needed, really. So um, we have an event coming up on July 21st at Huntington Beach. We're full up for athletes and volunteers, but we love it when people come out just to watch, just come out, yeah. spend a couple hours cheer for our athletes when they're out there surfing that does so much for them and so much for us just having people on shore cheering for them you know and, and when they get the trophy at the end it's just oh, like, God, i was yeah. in tears i was just like this <laughs> is so amazing i had a couple just totally random people who'd been walking down the beach they came up they're like what's going on as we were setting up for the final trophy ceremony at malibu and because we do two during the day and and yeah they're like can we watch like yeah absolutely so they just stood behind the trophy table with me as i put more up there and they at the end they were like this is amazing i want to donate i want to help with this like this is so cool and that's kind of what it is is i know once i get someone to come to the beach and see it they're going to be hooked oh yeah that's (laughs) that's the case yeah it's it's, i uh, did the same with with our friend murray valeriano he's hooked now so (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's been out a couple of times, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun, and uh, we're also going to be, AWOW is going to have a presence at the Ventura Surf Rodeo that's coming up. Where's uh, the, what's the website? Uh, it's awow.org, A-W-O-W.org, as easy as it possibly can be, and uh, yeah, Surf Rodeo is coming up, I think, this weekend, so we're going to be out there if you're up that way. All right. And, uh, All right. and then we've got more events coming up. Through the year, check so it check out. Check the it calendar. Out. They do it throughout yeah. the year, guys. Go volunteer. to awow.org. All and right. it's awesome. So let's talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ooh, yeah. Now, am I the only one here that brought kids to it? Yes. yes. I was I was in a group that had one kid in okay. it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Ant-Man no, movies. No, no, wait. 
Incorrect. <laughs> the kid that I'm a big brother to, I took him to it. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, that, that, that counts. It does count. Yeah. <laughs> That's a kid. I just assumed. I, just, I just was like, nah, I watch movies. I always watch movies alone. <laughs> right. And then I was like, no, we saw it in IMAX 3D. Ooh. So That's fancy. What I love about these movies, the first one and this one too, is that they really are truly family films. Yeah. Where, yes. you know, you could bring your kids. Like, I have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old and um, and a wife. So, uh, <laughs> but, and Everyone absolutely loved this movie. We just had such a good time from start to finish. And, you know, you don't have to worry about it being a little too violent, you know, for your younger kids. Or jokes to, that aren't yeah, appropriate. That aren't probably, yeah, right. you don't have to worry about right. any of that with these with these movies. And Marvel has specifically made these Ant-Man movies to be those things. Like, they really remind me of the old Disney-style movies like Swiss Family Robinson or Apple Dumpling Gang or the Herbie yeah. movies. Like, yeah. it, really, it really has the, that feel of, like, uh, uh, you know... The Herbie like, like, yeah, I love, remember I those still love Herbie. Yeah. Uh, oh, was my his God, name? I love him. I had a hamster Dean, named Herbie the yeah. love bug. Dean Jones. <laughs> the was his middle name. And uh, Buddy Hackett. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Buddy Hackett. Yeah. That's, so that's he, how I got introduced to Buddy Hackett. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, me too, yeah. through uh, the Herbie movies. And uh, so, you know, this... This film was just uh, fun, I thought, from start to finish. It was just a really fun, entertaining family movie. It was funny. It had good action. It also had... What I really liked about it, too, is it um, It had really creative uses of him shrinking and getting large. Like, you know, it's very easy to just kind of fall into, like, all right, he shrinks down, he's flying on an ant. Right. All right, he's big and he's moving a boat. But... They really did like some funny creative things with like the different sizes in between. Yeah. Like especially when the suit malfunctions and uh, it was just really um, fun. I, it, it's the 20th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've gotten yeah, to 20 amazing. already. And Does that count the Hulk movies? It does, oh, yeah. Those are the only ones the I haven't seen. And uh, director Peyton Reed uh, stated in a recent interview that he went back and rewatched all of Michelle Pfeiffer's past movies just prior to working with her. I don't know if that was 100% necessary, but that's an interesting <laughs> uh, piece of trivia. Uh, and in the comics, Ghost, the villain in the film, uh, never actually fought Ant-Man. So I kind of like that, too, where, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not being a slave to the comics, to the source material, where it's such a rich uh, world and there's such rich source material, you can kind of pick and choose what you want and you can create your own storylines and stories and characters and interactions mm -hmm. and all those things. And uh, we'll get into it more in the spoiler app, uh, but the ending really was a interesting punch at the end. Yes, so we'll, that we'll was talk my about favorite that part. Yeah, we won't get it. Yeah, we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that in the spoiler. But mm -hmm. so, Cheryl, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I was there with a group of six people mostly my age um so overall though overall, you, love, you love the marvel movies i love i'm i am 100 percent in for the mcu okay. i don't go to the dc movies pretty much at all except wonder woman but marvel 100 percent there and this was not my favorite by far but uh i mean there was a lot that was really fun about it i laughed a lot but i had there were some things that i was like mm. Uh, I thought it had some pretty clunky dialogue in it. Wow, did it have some clunky dialogue? <laughs> and I thought, really? I mean, I know you guys are better than this. So, uh, but I mean, on the whole, it was fun. I enjoyed it. But everybody else in my group was like, "Wow, that was amazing!" Yeah, and I was like, "Well, it was good. I mean, I liked it. I don't need to go see it." A second time. Well, the thing about Marvel is they raise the bar with their own movies. Yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I put mean, it. I put it like in the same kind of category as the <laughs> Guardians movies because it's a it's so fun mm -hmm. and far less serious generally than than some of the other MCU movies. But yeah, I just don't think it's quite at that well, Guardians. Also, level. no pun intended. It's a smaller movie. Like you know what they <laughs> what they is. do is you know you have Infinity War, which is the biggest one they've ever made. You have Black Panther, which was still a giant movie yeah. with Wakanda and the world. You know, right. worlds they created. You know, this one. You know, you've got a guy under house arrest, and you know they're running around, but they're basically in. They're still in cities and. Uh, um, and forests they're right. not on they're not on asgard or right. or they're not in you know right. a war planet or you know they're not um it, it's a it's a much more even with the growing and the shrinking and the technology it's still a much more grounded smaller film yeah and honestly after black panther and uh, infinity war 
it's the movie that needed to come out after it for sure. It's yeah, almost it's, like a breather movie yes, for the it's Marvel nice universe. To have a, something a little smaller um, and but, yeah, easier. You know, the other the other question is, and we can get into this more, is uh, you know, three Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in the same year within months of each other. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that's the interesting thing. So I I I, I felt similar to what Cheryl did uh, with the, some of the dialogue, I was like, man, <laughs> like, I know it's a kid's movie, right? but come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I kind of kept going, I kept kind of going back and forth because mm-hmm. all the kids in the movie are having a blast. Yes. Right. Um, the, the, the kid that I'm a big brother to, he was loving it. And he kept, oh, he's, when he was like, that's awesome. Like we were like, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Know? And normally I'm like, no talking in the theater. But <laughs> what am I going to tell this 11 year old kid? Stop having fun, you know? Yeah. Right, it's horrible. Go it's ahead. Marvel. Enjoy. All the kids are talking. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, it was a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it was just like, okay. Yeah. I, I, I and that's so. That's family movie viewing it was, time. I, <laughs> I was not in, you know, I was the guy out of place. It wasn't, right. you know yeah. I mean? yeah, exactly, yeah. So, so it was like, so I started to kind of go back. Sometimes I was like, come on, Marvel, you need better dialogue. And that joke was clunky. But then I would go, I would go, yeah, but it's not, Deadpool is, a, is adults. Right. right. That's, no kid should be going to Deadpool movies. <laughs> right. And that's why I was Good laughing Lord, no. out loud because it was like nightclub jokes, man. Yes. Right. I mean, it was yes. like boom, 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 boom. And I was like, this movie isn't that. And it, right. and it is the thing. To, you know, it's only PG-13 for marketing. It's really a PG movie. It's a PG right. movie. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. the, the, the difference is, and I think this might be, now, I'm not making excuses for the clunky dialogue, but the explanation that at least kind of sort of rationalizes it is the PG, the actual PG-13 Marvel movies, the dialogue is better because they're writing to an older Yes, they're older crowd. Well, mm-hmm. but you can still you can still write to a younger crowd and have good dialogue. I mean, you I know, agree with that. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like it's. But it might have been more have like better. you said, like more of a conscious decision of let's um, simplify the dialogue yes. a little bit more for the yeah. younger audience that this movie is skewing for. They let's simplify it for the younger audience. I mean, this is like seven, eight, nine, ten year olds, you know, versus mm-hmm. we're doing teenagers and up. Right. But I agree with Cheryl. Like, I think that that, that was their thinking, and that's why we had yeah. that dialogue. But I do agree with you, Cheryl, that you still can make. Yeah, I don't think it was the right choice. Yeah, I think Pixar has <laughs> I no get trouble. It, but Pixar yeah. has exactly. no that's exactly trouble. what I was thinking. None. Yes. <laughs> but overall, and again, the, the, the criticisms I have of it are stacking up against a bunch of amazing Marvel yes. movies. So, right. so it does mm-hmm. have a it does have a, a a a high bar, as you say, but. This is the thing that I love about Marvel. The reason, going back to your thing, why they can release three movies is it's not it's it's a it's Spy Kids. I mean, yeah. it's a kids, it's a family <laughs> yeah. movie, and that's right. why the Mar- what makes Marvel so unique is yes, it fits in the universe, but each movie is its own specific thing with its own specific audience and its own specific right. tone. Its own specific yeah. tone, and so. They can put Ant Man. They can put this funny Apple Dumpling Gang, you know, right. superhero mm-hmm. movie right. in the middle of their blockbuster summer because right. it's they're not even like if you if this wasn't part of the Marvel universe, I wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah. Now think, think yeah. of this. Remember when uh, it wasn't even that long ago, like uh, 10, 15 years ago, when you were lucky to get one superhero movie a year mm-hmm. and it yes. came out in the summer, and if that one sucked. You were out of luck for a year. <laughs> yeah, you were completely yeah, right. out of luck. Right. So um, this year alone, Disney has released four superhero movies. Yeah. Because wow. you count The Incredibles. Because, yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's literally just this, you know, within the span of like half a year, really. It's, uh, you know, close to that. It's been four That's a great example movies. of dialogue that, that's funny for kids. Mm-hmm. The yes. inc- Incredibles. You know right. what I mean? Which I haven't seen yet. Yes, what, but, I, but I listened to your fun. episode. And yeah, yes, yeah. it sounds... Mm-hmm. Like the first one, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's an intelligent yeah. movie that can appeal to kids and adults. And some mm-hmm. of the stuff that that dialogue wise that bothered me a little bit, but again, it was short lived because we'd go into some cool thing, like you said, how they used the sizing was cool. Right. The the battle that they were having um, was then there would be this like ridiculous, you know, like eighties rom-com forced <laughs> sexual tension between like just right ugh. right well and we it, don't like 
tell me, have studio any studio note? Studio <laughs> note, like any woman I've ever met that I was like kind of attracted to, and then we started arguing all the time. Guess what? We never dated. Right. It never happened. <laughs> no I was one like, wants that. No one wants to. That, and they, I don't know why Hollywood thinks that like these two people that bicker, boy, they're gonna fall. No, no. That's not no. something we should be telling people is normal. Yes. That's not a good thing. To you be sh- fair, you don't uh, spar with each other in costumes too. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Unless you're both cosplayers, and then maybe yeah. you do. Yeah. Maybe so, that's your thing. Or yeah. you're furry. Yeah. I'm not judging you. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. They may be happening a lot next week. So, uh, <laughs> right. <you> know, yeah. <laughs> but I felt like also, in, and I don't know if it was just because it's this more kid-oriented movie, but a lot of things that I will accept in the other Marvel movies stood out to me, like the very convenient tech that would show up whenever they needed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? But when I look at the other Marvel movies, it's the same thing happening. I mean, Tony Stark comes up with whatever he needs in a heartbeat. You know, Wakanda has everything in yes. it. Yes. I will accept it in those. Why was I not able to accept it in these? But also, I just, when Asgard you shrink... Asgard has magic for whatever you need. Right. <laughs> but when you shrink your building and, carry, and, and roll it along behind you, wouldn't everything in that building shift to one side and be destroyed? I mean, yeah. were there special... <laughs> dampers in there that when it shrunk it like I don't know All that furniture bothered me. bolted to the floor I right. guess so so I just thought you're gonna ruin your your uh, I don't even remember what the thing was called the tunnel right so yeah but I don't know quantum but, tunnel yes there was a couple like little plot holes in this that we'll get into in the spoiler where I was like wait a minute you said this and then that's happening right <laughs> why don't you just do this um, but again Overall, I had fun. Right. Yes. And definitely. The, the kid that I, he loved it, and yeah. the the IMAX 3D when they went into the quantum realm oh, was. Oh, I bet that was cool. Oh, awesome. That must have been cool. That must have been like the Doctor Strange. I was just gonna yeah. say it was exactly like the Doctor Strange. I was like, this is rad. When he gets big, uh, some of the the action sequences were great in IMAX 3D, yeah. and you know we had we had a blast. The movie did its job. It was fun. It's a fun summer family thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superhero fun movie. Why not? Which is, you know, one of those movies that you would think, uh, well, this will be the only one out in the summer, but not anymore. Not anymore. Now, now it's, uh, you know, there's just a, um, I mean, how many, let's see, if, if Marvel released four, you also had Deadpool. That's five. How many superhero movies did we get this, this year so far? It's at least five. Infinity War. Black Panther. Ant Man, Incredible. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, Black Panther was in a. I mean, it was in the year. It's calendar year. Yeah, just the calendar year. Yeah, Black so. Panther, Infinity War. Um, Did we get an X Men movie this year? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm losing track. You know, <laughs> wasn't there? Was Wolverine in there somewhere? Deadpool kind of strayed into technically. That, so it took yeah, care of both, yeah, I guess. yeah. There's a, you know, if you count the one shot in Deadpool, that's <laughs> you get Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I think there's I think there's more coming in the fall too. Yeah, I think there's uh, you know there's other superhero movies. There's always more coming. Yeah, and uh, and so, I'm gonna go see all of them. Why yeah, not? of course. It, it's interesting. That, like, <laughs> I'm not. Like, like I'm not overloaded yet. I will take as much MCU as we, you can we don't give me because they're so different from one another. Yeah, that's yeah. why you're not and they're overloaded. All good. They're we haven't all fun. reached mm-hmm. we haven't reached the saturation point yet, right. which is good. Some um, people are trying to say we have. But I think no. I think Star Wars kind of hit it with six month back-to-back releases yeah. uh but you know you got to remember star wars we talked about this before it's a much smaller universe than the marvel universe marvel is literally thousands of characters and worlds and and heroes well that was kind of my and, thing too and i i don't think this is any kind of spoiler it's just that i didn't you know once you finally figure out where ant-man fits in time-wise but no one was paying any attention to what was happening elsewhere at this time. And that seemed kind of weird to me that there wasn't like a little thing on a TV somewhere saying, hey, this is going on elsewhere, you know. So I thought it was a little disconnected, even though, as you'll talk about on your spoiler episode, it connects. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was a little weird, too. So, um, and... Uh this was interesting too. Michelle Pfeiffer and Paul Rudd actually played lovers in a movie I Could Never Be Your Woman in, in uh, 2007. In this film, she is playing his girlfriend's mother. Oh. So, yeah. Hollywood casting. <laughs> so, uh, but Michelle Pfeiffer is eternal, isn't she? She so really is. She can be any age, She's I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what I love about like actresses like Michelle Pfeiffer and like, you know, Michael Douglas, like they're no matter what they're doing or no matter how little screen time they have, 
always fun and engaging yes. and always interesting. Yeah. It was so. really, I didn't know she was in this movie. I just had missed that somehow going into it. So I was like, oh, cool. Technology is getting a little scary with uh, yes. them uh, making them younger. Yes. Those scenes, I'm like, ooh, that looks kind of a little too real yeah, now. I know. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, wow. Like, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> so I read the, uh, the CG artists. I, they did this for the last Ant-Man with, uh, and I'm sure they did it again for this one, is not only did the artists kind of try to recreate the younger faces of these characters, but they went back to like Michael Douglas's old films mm-hmm. and then like digitized them and looked at like what his face Isn't what that, his is that what young they, face used to look like. Right. Isn't that what they did with uh with uh, Guardians Two? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they went back to the Kurt old Russell. Kurt Russell yes. mm-hmm. footage. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, that, that exists. That they can now. do that and make mm-hmm. it look so good. I know, because I'm like, I remember watching those movies when they were that age. Yes. I watched Streets of San Francisco religiously, right. where Michael Douglas <laughs> was a young cop. So you yeah. wonder if we could get like an escape from New York with Kurt Russell in it. <laughs> you know, a remake and just and it's wow, like, oh, be he looks exactly the same. <laughs> Someone's someone's thinking of that. They weren't before this. They are now. (laughs) All right. So yeah, guys. uh, You know, if you're an MCU fan, you're gonna like Ant Man. No go. No going in that it is a kids. Yes. Family movie. So there is Mm -hmm. gonna be some stuff that's you're gonna go. Just just know that going in. Right. And Mm -hmm. then of course we'll get into the specifics and the spoilers. Yes. Now, Cheryl. Yeah. You saw Gone with the Wind. (laughs) I did see Gone recently. I didn't do it entirely by choice. Uh, it was it was homework. It. it was homework for a new podcast that I'm starting with a bunch of friends. It came out of the second anniversary of my podcast, and everybody who was on that said, "Hey, we had a lot of fun. We should do a podcast together." So a year and a half later, here we are starting a podcast called "It's on My List." So it's all those movies that are uh, on your list. Like, oh, I've never seen that. It's on my list. So uh, we're not up and available yet, but we will be soon. You can find us on social media, though. It's on my list pod. And uh, so that's the first movie that we're going to talk about because uh, a few of us had never seen it all the way through. You know, you've seen all the famous sure. scenes, and that's all I really felt like I needed to see. Uh, so we sat down. I sat down and watched it. And uh, boy, yeah, I'm never watching that again. <laughs> 1939 <laughs> Victor Fleming directed it it's a short film um, yeah really short <laughs> I had to take a bathroom break during it and I paused it and went thinking I'm probably three quarters of the way through it and I was only halfway through and I had another two hours to go and I almost killed myself right then and there mm-hmm. it's like oh my god there's so what what is no. the, what is it do so the budget of this movie was just under four million dollars back in 1939 which yeah, is that's a, lot. a lot it's a lot yeah. of money back that's then. an you can, epic epic film right yes mm-hmm. and you can tell that a lot of money went into it i mean the technology is great it's 1939 and there's technicolor going on which i was like i didn't even realize what year the movie had come out that's so early mm-hmm. for a color film well you know you look at like the big epic movie studio formula back then it was like well we've got to have a lot of these things like from here to eternity or casablanca we have it's set in wartime there's a tragic romance there's a um you know there's a damsel in distress there is the you know the the action you know the hero and uh, but it's like all these archetypes that we kind of take for granted kind of were you know first used back then and then every studio kind of had their own tweak on that formula and that's right. the type of movies that they would release well and, it, and i mean you can see they have some really neat shots where you've got like this silhouette tree in front and then the the characters are standing there and then in the background you've got tara you know the big mansion and I'm like that's really impressive for 1939 mm-hmm. so it had some really great technological advancements in it but good lord the story and the character scarlet oh my God, I hated her so it, much. It doesn't age well. <laughs> no, it does some not. Of the, uh, oh, some a of the lot elements. of it doesn't age well at all. Yes, and it's just all very pro South, and you know, ugh, it's difficult. It's really today. a, um, it's a product of its time. Very much so. It's one of those. If you can watch this movie with um, historical glasses, you know, you could yes. probably enjoy it more than if you watch it with contemporary right. glasses. Yes, you have to. <laughs> you have to look at it from their contemporary viewpoint, not <laughs> our modern viewpoint. Which I get. I've studied history. I get that. But uh, 
and it's just so long. I it just is a very I don't long film. I don't understand. It's, it's nearly four hours. It's like three hours and fifty minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. And I just I don't understand it. I just ugh. well, the thing too, going back to what how it was you're getting into like apocalypse now director's cut yeah you know? <laughs> this is long. i love apocalypse mm-hmm. now but boy the redux oh it's terrible um, terrible yeah well well so first of all they frankly my scarlet my dear i don't give a damn i remember you know my dad telling me he goes that was like people were like oh right he yeah. said damn like yeah. people Woo. like lost it over <laughs> yeah. that like it was like <laughs> Clark Gable, you scad. You know, yeah. Was, yeah, this is going to be all over the tabloids tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you believe but it? For my, but it's it, one of my favorite movies. Came out the same year. Clark Gable starred in it. Only Angels Have Wings, which was black and white. But for my money, watch that one because it's really great. And just, you know, let Gone with the Wind be its thing. So, right. yeah, it'll be interesting on this show that we're starting to have six of us together talking about it i'm curious to see if anybody liked it made a little bit of money that's for sure yeah uh, it, well, cumulative still, worldwide gross wow. 400 million dollars million dollars gosh and it's like um yeah and they re-released it and stuff like that it was yeah. you know this was an old mgm this was a big mgm studio uh epic epic it was it, it definitely qualifies as epic you know it is 238 minutes. Um, it's been re-released in 69, 85, 94, 89. Uh, it's really... Um, but it is. Here's a piece of trivia. Contrary to popular belief, this is not the first for, film to use the word damn. The expletive was used in numerous silent uh, intertitles and in several talkies, including Cavalcade and Pygmalion. Hmm. Hmm. Look at that. Well, we learned something new the today. The latter was a British film, Ooh. not subject to American strictures. Strictures. That's a good word. <laughs> oh, look at you. You, you American stricture. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's one of those movies that I watched it, you know, and it doesn't hold up well, but it is, it is interesting to watch in terms of his, historically what it went. And cinematically, yes. the technology at the time was like, Holy shit. Like right. someone 30 years, 40, 50 years from now is going to go, wow, they're going to watch the first IMAX movie and go, man, I see why at that time it was such a big deal. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, movies, especially um, from the older films from that time and even earlier, is there, if you look at them as almost like an, an artistic interpretation of history at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's yeah. not like a, uh, you know, a complete, accurate um, portrait of the time but what it was what it is is it's it's an artistic interpretation of that time of that time <laughs> right right <laughs> in a which, which really makes them almost uh, interesting on a creative level but also on a historic level you could kind of yeah know, well that's see. and that's one of the like I I studied history and I got a master's degree in history a few years ago and that's one of the things that I kind of had to learn was yeah you have to look at not just the history that you're reading in in a book, but you have to look at when was the book written, who wrote it, what kind of research did they do. So, yeah, you have to look at it, the same as the film, as this is a history of history and nothing's really accurate right? depending on where that person who wrote it was coming from. So, yeah, that same kind of concept of, mm-hmm. yeah, that works in film as well. You're looking at a history of history and it's... Yeah, it's like the game. Uh, uh, was that called Operator? Down when the you used lane? To, yes, oh. when you stood the same thing. We used to whisper to each other, and it turned into something very different <laughs> right. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, Graham, you're not going to believe it. We have a sponsor this week. Wow. Yeah, ZipRecruiter. Oh pal, Zip yeah. Recruiter. Yep. Like, are you hiring? Posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting for the right person to see it. That's 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 not. That's not efficient, Graham. No. No, 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 no. There's got to be a better way. There's a smarter way. So (gasps) ZipRecruiter built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. They learn what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Uh, But why would we uh, have our listeners pay for 
pay full price. We that know you're, be all, crazy. You're, you're running small businesses yeah. and you don't have crazy budgets. I need a this. job. I could use a discount on that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're going to let you right now, listeners of Comedy Film Nerds, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. What? All you got to do is ZipRecruiter. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash CFN. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash CFN. ZipRecruiter.com slash CFN. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Mm. Mm. Don't be dumb. Yeah. Do be, be a smart hirer. <laughs> <laughs> and make announcements. Made great announcement. <laughs> God, it was a good announcement. So, and uh, we got some Patreon sponsors. We got some yeah. Patreon sponsors. Uh, Johnny Ruland came back for another uh, month. Johnny! Uh, he's promoting his novel Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's available on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. That's happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And our longest-running Patreon sponsor mm-hmm. and our favorite charity. Uh, the Audacity Performing Arts Project. They produce after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Great way to support the show, guys, is to support these people that these advertisers and Patreon backers, if they have anything that you are interested in, use them. Tell them where you heard about them. Make the money go in a CFN circle. That's what we want. (laughs) Yeah. A circular dollar. (laughs) Yes. Um, And that's a great way to support the show because when the the advertisers or Patreon backers go, oh. Oh, this came from a CFN listener. Oh, I'll do this another month. I'll keep doing this. And of Mm -hmm. course, if you have a business or a charity or something, go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds. Yes. And. And you know, you don't have to do it for six months to a year you could try it for a couple months try and see it how it goes that's fine like you know you won't hurt our feelings if you only try it for a couple yeah, months and some of yeah. you go look i only well, i only was planning on doing it a couple of months just that yeah, was yeah. my marketing budget go right. for it absolutely um let's watch some trailers yes, there is a new predator like trailer the predator Ooh, i haven't seen this one the predator's coming <laughs> i must break you you might need to turn you might need to turn that up. I don't need you to turn it up. Do you know what my job description is? There. That work? Yep. I'm in acquisitions. I look up and I catch what falls out of the sky. Oh yeah, predator ship. It's on the ship. By the way, this trailer much better than the first one. That's cool. Tell yeah. me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? I mean, like when I was chasing it's Wolverine. Big wing. <laughs> Do I get a cookie now? <laughs> Look, I get it. Something went down in Mexico. Nobody wants any witnesses. We need to know if you and your man pose a threat. We're rangers. Hey, Baxley, if your mom's vagina were a video game, it'd be rated E for everyone. <laughs> I could have used um, less of a joke like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the fucking point. Predators just Black. sit around making hats out of rib cages. They conquered space. But that's not what's on the horizon. Should I be worried? Probably. I think you know what is on the ship. <laughs> the ultimate predators. They made a super predator. Light him up! We may die. We're still here. Come and get us, motherfucker. Well, I wasn't on board before, but the second trailer made me on board. It looks crazy. Yeah. 
I wouldn't have expected to see Keegan Michael Keegan Michael Key. That's his name, right? To see him in as this a special movie. forces guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that was a surprise. Yeah, and and making a really bad joke that uh, really bad joke. Like, and I'm sure the direction was, <laughs> look, you really got to sell this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Because you <laughs> selling as a special op guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're already pushing it. <laughs> so I don't know. I was getting the feel of a whole lot of different movies in that, and I don't know if that's a good thing. But it uh, is a lot of different movies. I've only yeah, ever seen yeah. the first Predator, so it's not it's not directed to me. You know. You know, it, it's the kind of thing where like I didn't like the first trailer, but this trailer I liked. That could be just have nothing to do with the film where the second trailer editor was better. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the movie might be the same exact uh, quality. Yeah. <laughs> Very much <Probably>. so. <laughs> I mean, I like the guy. He's from... Um, Wolverine. Narcos, you mean? That actor is also from Wolverine too, but he was yeah, yeah. He's, he's from that series, Narcos, which is right. really... He's really good in that. And I think, you know, he's an interesting choice. And, but, you know... Yeah, I don't know. These Predator movies, they're 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 very yeah. much cotton candy, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that trailer makes it enough for me to want to go spend You're money. You still didn't sell you on it. I think it's gonna have to be a lot of things line up. All right. So basically Neil and I are gonna go see this. Movie. You guys are gonna this go is gonna see be it. the next maze runner for us. Unless there's nothing for me like there's no all the other movies at that one time that I have to go see a movie or not playing. Even then, I'd probably just stay home. And this is it's like I get in those positions where I'm like I haven't seen a movie this week to talk about on the podcast, and the only thing, the only time that fits is this Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Then you're there. Then I'm there. Well, I hope mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. It's going to. <laughs> of course. Or it is. it's at the food theater, and right. I, Ooh, I yeah. just want to sit and eat. Yeah, yeah, that's always and, good. And a comfortable chair. Yeah. All right. I like those. Let's get to the next one. Dumbo. Dumbo. Live action Dumbo, we should say. Directed by Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw this one before Ant-Man. Everybody went, oh. Yeah. And then when it said Tim Burton, they went, oh. <laughs> I'm still down. It was cool watching this in IMAX ahead of oh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Look at that. We're all family here, no matter how small. Burton made Greatest Showman. <laughs> I think I'd prefer that version of Greatest Showman. He's glossing over all the dark past in Dumbo's history. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Dumbo. Sure. I think they'll have the racist crows in this. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious if they worked them in somehow. So you've I'm you know you've got to be impressed by what they can do with CGI these days and make that elephant. I worked on a movie in the '90s with a with a CGI mouse, and it was so difficult for them to just like make the the hair the hair the fur right. Right. And now look at what they can do. They can make an elephant and make it look seamless. Yes. And flying. Now, I will say this: Um, I grew up as a kid watching the original Dumbo. Always has a special place in my heart for sure. I have no interest in seeing this movie at all. Wow. Uh, I didn't like the trailer. I, I, Tim Burton doesn't have the greatest track record with IPs and remakes. True. Um, you know, he's always strongest when he's kind of making his own vision and his own stories, uh, for sure. So this really feels like a by-the-numbers kind of thing where it doesn't matter that Tim Burton directed it. It mm-hmm. could have been anybody directing it. They just kind of wanted to get a live-action Dumbo movie out there. And put a couple stars in it, so I, yeah, I really uh, it, it it just I don't know maybe there'll be a second trailer that changes my mind maybe I'll get predated, but 
getting predatored uh, by Dumbo. I'm, but, uh, that's a little frightening. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dumbo v. Predator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that I would see in a heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical on this one. I want to. I I, I want to see it. It just looks like a sweet. It's got that golden glow of nostalgia in it, literally. And uh, you know, I generally like Tim Burton movies, even the bad ones are, you know, fun, fanciful. I uh, want to hear you defend Planet of the Apes. Well, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen that one. So <laughs> okay. the ones I've seen have been fun and fanciful. I should clarify that. Uh, you know, I saw Dumbo as a kid. It wasn't one of my number one movies. It wasn't one I watched a lot. It was no so Jungle Book. I don't, well, I didn't even, mine was Robin Hood. So, you uh, know, okay. I didn't have that much taste, I guess. But because <laughs> that's love, a pretty. Oh, Robin Hood's a good one. It's kind of boring when you watch it now, but still I'm very <laughs> fond of it. But. So I don't have that as as deep a connection to it maybe as you, but mm -hmm. you know I'm down. Why not? It looks like a fun thing to go see. Heck, I enjoy that. I, I you know, there's a couple things, Chris. You bring up a good point um, with t with Tim Burton's track record when he does. Re you know, he is better. I I agree mm -hmm. too. He is better when he just creates his own world and can do whatever he wants in right. that world. Yeah. Also, Disney's live action of classics like beauty and the beast and stuff they're not that they're, they're paint by numbers yeah. they are yeah. paint by numbers mm -hmm. that being said when i saw this trailer i literally went oh live action dumbo that was my reaction and then you've got danny devito and you're like mm -hmm. yeah and then michael keaton has a little and pops I'm, nice. I'm like yeah of in course a, in, a, in an anderson cooper hairpiece like yeah. i'm all <laughs> i'm all for it got colin farrell for the ladies yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. one-armed colin farrell you know <laughs> it's all good so i was like i I think maybe a, like a weekend matinee, you yeah. know, it would be mm. fun. Go see it when there's kids in the theater yep. and see how it, how it works. How they like it. You know what I mean? It's on a, it's on a plane. Well, there's no question I'll be seeing it. <laughs> yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll be seeing it for sure. I Was hope that... it's better than The Greatest Showman because mm. I did not like that movie. And I'm like the mm. only person who didn't like it. I, I didn't know. see that. I, I saw it. It was uh, it was good. It wasn't great. Yeah, it see, was, I know a ton of people who so, saw it like five times. Like, yeah, like, what? No, really? I, I, it wasn't that good. No, yeah. it was uh, it was okay. It was, yeah. it was it was good, but I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, go see it twice. Is it going to make so. us cry when they take the mother away or whatever? Probably, probably, probably yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so on DVD and Blu-ray, we have A Quiet Place. Now, this is the kind of movie that I went south on when a mm -hmm. lot of people were going crazy over. Um, I said it before, you know, the suspension of disbelief was far too hard of a lift for me. Mm. Um, you know, when you set up this world and you have these gaping, gaping uh, holes and plot flaws in it. I'm like, well, that makes absolutely no sense. It's like... Uh, you know, the, uh, um, all right, I'm going to do a quick spoiler alert here because if you've already seen it, you've seen it and you know what I'm talking oh, about. Right. And if you haven't seen it, um, <laughs> this won't I really ruin it. it for you that okay, much. Good. Uh, uh, you know, the whole point is that they, you know, they try to have a baby and then, uh, you know, they got to keep it quiet and like, you know, what makes more noise than a baby? A toddler. <laughs> and then uh, uh, when they, uh, um, towards the end, this is what drove me absolutely insane is like, okay, these creatures are um, blind, but they're, you know, sensitive to sound. Well, wouldn't the uh, military or the scientists somehow use so sound as a weapon to kind of fight them back? No, it was a tween's malfunctioning hearing aid that finally took them down. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, But of course. Um, the next movie, Chappaquiddick, also uh, a movie kind of knew the ending too. Well, yeah, you do know the Henry Chappaquiddick, yeah. uh, if you know anything about the Kennedy family. I saw this movie. There's some decent stuff in it. Um, you know, your your period piece biopic about a very specific person and a family and an event is interesting. Um, yeah, this is one of those movies that I, I understand why nobody, you didn't rush out to see it in the theater. Right. You didn't, yeah, you didn't that was so how I, I'm like, well, yeah. I know the story and I really don't. Need Do I need to it dramatized? It. For I don't. Yeah, I mm -hmm. don't need to see it. If you don't know the story, or just want to watch Jason Patrick do, if he's a fine actor, you right. know, and some of the supporting cast Clark. is Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Jason Patrick was in Sweet Tooth. And Lost Boys, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was just going to say, <laughs> wow, from <laughs> Lost Boys, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Sleepers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that in, Sleepers know. is a very good movie. Jason Patrick <laughs> has done some great, <laughs> some great, um, some great work. Jason <laughs> Clark is also a fine actor. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Zero Dark Thirty. Yes. Uh, and many other films. But yeah, this is sort of, I think maybe Jason Clark's first like lead role. He's always played sort of supporting. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. If you're like, I'm looking for something interesting. Maybe you have a superhero. You're fatigued out on yeah. big action blockbusters and you just want to stay home and watch something kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Chappaquiddick's that. All right. You know, the next movie, lean on Pete. This was a really weird movie. Like when I saw the trailer, you know, it's a kind of about a story about a boy who uh, has a, you know, relationship with um, basically a horse, but he's homeless and, you know, the horse is going to be sold. So he steals it and they go on the run and on the road. And it the trailer sets it up like this kind of feel-good family movie, like yeah. a uh, um, almost like a Black Beauty, something like that. And then at the end is like rated R. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, yeah. what? What, then what movie is this? Like, uh, what what is it that mm-hmm. makes it inappropriate? Because you're setting it up as it's like a kid's yeah, journey in a family yeah. film. And uh, so um, this is the kind of movie that I've seen. I've read good reviews on it, but I haven't seen it. And I also think the problem is it got marketed incorrectly. That's why nobody saw it. So I think the actual movie is different than the trailer that came out. Mm. So I am curious to see what the movie actually is. So I'll probably check it out on Blu-ray. All right. So, all right. And then the site spotlight, the fan feedback. We got a couple things here. One of them is we got an email uh, from Justin. It says, hey, guys, longtime listener, first-time emailer. If you like <laughs> Endless Summer, this is for you, Graham, check out Waterlogged. It's a collection of footage they shot in the years before Endless Summer. Oh. Vaya con Dios. Awesome. That was cool. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's when I came back from Costa Rica and talked about, I saw Endless, I've seen Endless Summer, Endless Summer a bunch of times, but when I was in Costa Rica, Robert August, who's in the movie, was there doing live commentary for it. It was very cool. And then I also posted on my YouTube page, there's a 20 minute video of him shaping a board. Oh, yeah. That's on my YouTube page. If you yeah, want to watch him talk awesome. about how he makes his boards. And that movie is, is on my list now because I've oh. never seen it in... Yeah, it is. I it's need to see that Oscar-nominated documentary. Yeah. And also, uh, we want to mention a fan and filmmaker, uh, Taylor Morden, is uh, working on a new Kickstarter Ooh. right now. So he said, when you mention ska music to people, you get one of three reactions. <laughs> they ask ska music, "What is that?" They laugh in your face, or they say, "I love ska music." If you're part of the minority of people who respond with number three, you'll be interested in this movie. It's an indie documentary being put together about ska music, and it features bands like No Doubt, Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, Fishbone, The Specials, and many more. It's currently raising money on Kickstarter to afford things like music clearances and post-production. To find out more or back it on Kickstarter, go to skamovie.com. That's skamovie.com. I am in that category, so I'm going to check that out. I like a lot of those bands they listed. Yeah, 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 I remember Real Big Fish. I like them, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Premiering this week, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. I can't tell you how horrible this movie looks. Now, <laughs> have any of these movies been good? Why no, do they keep making them? No, no. And it's, Aside from the obvious, they make money, but yeah, like enough. They're so bad. Like I've seen, I, I can't even remember which one I saw. I think I saw part of the first one and all of the second one, and they're so bad. They're like, you know, well, it's never going to be as good as Pixar or any Disney movie, so we're not even going to try. We're just, uh, and then, you know, what Netflix? I think they're does, actively trying to not be as good it as really a Pixar feels movie. That way. It really feels that way. And then Netflix and their infinite wisdom, what they do, any movie that's not a Disney or Pixar movie, they make like a supporting TV show around it. Mm-hmm. So my son was watching the Transylvania um, TV show, and I kept begging him to shut it off and put Voltron I th- on. I think so. a friend of mine... <laughs> That's good parenting. Yeah, yes. I think a friend of mine may be involved in that show. I'm not positive. But, you know, he's great. But, yeah, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> um, so it, it's, you know, it's... The, yeah, that's the only reason they keep getting made is because they make money, but they are just unwatchable. I mean, just the whole point of, like, oh, Dracula, he's on a cruise. And, like, how okay, there's a sunlight thing. This All right, we're, we don't even care at this point. Um <laughs> The next movie is Skyscraper. Um, I swear to God, this pitch was probably nothing more than, look, we need to make Die Hard with The Rock. Yeah. That's it. With a little, a little towering inferno Sold. thrown in. Yeah, exactly. Sold. It's towering inferno, for <laughs> yes. sure. That's the thing Frank yes. Streaming popped into my yes. And Nev Campbell needs a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, 
Yeah, this movie, we're going to do a spoiler on it, yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to see it? Yeah, have to see <laughs> I'm this so movie. sorry. Yeah. So he's just, gonna... just based on on the preview on that jump from the crane to the building, I'm like, I'm out. Just mm-hmm. know that in a million years, that wouldn't work. I can't suspend my disbelief that much. I Well, this is the prequel to Black Adam. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's really when he turns into Black Adam to fight Shazam. Is, uh, <laughs> you know, he gets now his that leg would back. be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I might be more interested. And now I'm in. I don't know Black Adam, but that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see this. And, the and last... I think, I don't know, do we do we set an over under on catchphrases? Nah. Like, <laughs> 12, 15? Mm, what's the, what's the, what's the total? I, I can't imagine there being less than 20. Okay, Chris is putting yeah, it at yeah. twenty. Mm-hmm. I think. I think, Aaron, what do you think? Action movie, yeah, ca- action movie catchphrases like because you know in the in the trailer he's got a prosthetic leg, so you know he's just like, I'm gonna put a boot in your ass, you know, like that's gonna happen or, it's like you know. It'll be something with like, give me a hand. Like, you know, what about a leg? <laughs> yeah, that'll be, something exactly. that'll be there somewhere. Did you guys um, write this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I uh, hate elevators or something. Is there? A, it'll be. Uh, I'm going with at least twelve. There will be twelve. There will definitely be something. Maybe there'll be the old uh, um, Warner Brothers cartoon jokes where he takes the leg and tries to hitchhike with it. <laughs> Aaron, how many how many of those I'm getting too old for this shit? Uh, oh gosh, I didn't even think of that. Of one. those, how many of those types of catchphrases do you think he's going to have? I think slightly, like one more than the amount of times they said family in the last Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's put the over under at fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That so everybody, good. you pick. We'll maybe even post that to the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Facebook skyscraper over under, mm-hmm. um, and we'll keep track of that. We're gonna fifteen, and then. And the next <laughs> uh, movie is uh, Bo Burnham's new film, Eighth Grade, which is uh, pretty much just about a. Uh, uh, a, a teenager's last year uh, before high school, right? Just the eighth grade. Now, the um, it's getting mixed reviews. It was one of those things where I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, this could be really like a like a welcome to the dollhouse, like a really kind of poignant, yeah. really heartfelt but funny, you mm-hmm. know, look into this time and you know a young girl's life. But uh, <laughs> some of the reviews are pretty harsh on IMDb. Oh. Like. Uh, so it's definitely getting mixed. Like some of it is like, thank you so much. This is a great movie. Other one is like, this is one of the worst movies. Like it seems to be polarizing audiences. No one's going, it's okay. People either loving it or absolutely rejecting it. So, oh, I love that. It makes me. I love, uh, a, I love a good movie. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so I'm really. Yes, uh, there's I'm, no I'm middle ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of his movies. And, uh, you know, I have a daughter going into eighth grade. So oh. I'm definitely interested in seeing this film. Yeah. Okay. I want to see a teen coming of age movie that takes place in a skyscraper that's under fire. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. You know, like let's write it. Yep. Yeah, let's mash it we'll up. Make this. And when the kids like, oh, my life's so difficult. There's just like a, a yeah, there, there's a, terrorists come in. A Navy SEAL that just goes, <laughs> man up, kid. Here's yeah. a gun. Let's fucking go. Yeah, it's not like you're trapped in a cave with yeah. your soccer team. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We can joke about it now. Yeah. <laughs> they all made it out. They're Everybody's all safe. safe. We would never make that joke if they didn't come out alive. They are all alive. God bless them. Thank yes. you to all the first yeah. responders that Absolutely got them out nice. of there. Yeah, thank you to Elon Musk and his Phantom Submarine. Yes. yes. <laughs> thank you. It was great watching his tweets. Uh. Yeah, Eli Musk to the rescue. Yeah. He's going to divert his Mars plan yeah, to go. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Eli. Yeah. To build a journey to the center of the earth drill machine in, in four days. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, all right. That is our show. That is our show. And what a fantastic show it was. Episode 424. Cheryl, where in can people find your podcast and and, uh, and AWOW and all that? Uh, my podcast, they can find at mmmpodcast.com or mmpodcast.com. Uh, and all the usual places, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you know, you name it, it's there. Uh, AWOW you can find at awow.org it's A-W-O-W for a walk on water dot org and uh, check out the calendar come out and hang around see what we do and get hooked on it 
It's a fantastic organization, and it really sh- you don't have to be a surfer to see the healing power of uh, being in the water. Um, I will be. Uh, we will be at Comic Con. Yes, next week. Mm-hmm. Next week, Thursday, uh, with Rick Myers and the Superhero Kung Fu Extravaganza yep. I Extraordinaire. I don't do too many live appearances anymore, so I'm excited about this. It's, this it's fun. Very, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I get to go out and uh, you know live in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to be down there shooting uh, Craig Shoemaker, who's going to be on the show. We'll talk about it more when he comes on next week. But we're doing. He has an organization. This is a real right. Uh, no, we're doing the whole doc. Um, it's a. Uh, Laughter Heals is his organization, Mm -hmm. and uh, so he got funding, and we're starting to shoot that, and we're getting a bunch of interviews to to get it moving uh, down in San Diego, and then I will be in Chicago uh, this July 15th. I'll be a panelist on the Jimmy Dore Show, which I believe is completely sold out. Oh, that's Uh, great. So check that out. And then Seattle, I'm coming to do Political Vigilante Live August 9th and Stand-Up Comedy August 11th. The Stand-Up Night, we'll have Mike Schmidt. We're each doing sets. Mm -hmm. We're each doing like 30, 40-minute sets. Uh, So go to grandmowit.com for all the uh, show dates. And there'll be more progressive comedy tour dates coming up in Northern California with Ron Placone in uh, November. Oh, great. Check it out. Follow me online. Follow all of us at Comedy Film Nerds. Yep. And, and uh, uh, I'm at Chris J. Mancini. I don't tweet as much, but, uh, you know, drop a couple of bone moths every day. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is hit the follow button and yeah, you'll, uh, yeah, you'll yeah. be blessed you'll, to get one of Chris's you'll, you'll tweets. You'll get a couple every, every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Comedy Film Nerd shirt, guys, is a great way to support the show. We always say $20 a year keeps us up and running. Yep, please do. They, honestly, they look great. The, uh, the printing process came out really well. They're crisp. They're, uh, mm-hmm. they're good quality shirts. We wouldn't cheat you. We wouldn't cheat you. <laughs> so uh, definitely check out the shirts for sure. That's our show. Thank you once again, Cheryl Jones, for Thank coming you. out here. It was awesome to be on. Glad to have you. Thank you, Aaron Brungard on the ones and twos. And uh, thank you to all you listeners out there. You guys are fantastic. We appreciate your support in, in, in all the big and small ways. Mm-hmm. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.